What's going on, Packers fans? Aaron Negler here with Cheesehead TV, joined by a very special guest, friend of the program. It's Rob Demosky of ESPN. Rob, how are you doing? Rogers Watch. It's still continuing on through the offseason, but I think feels like we're close to a resolution. What's your sense there? I sure hope so. Uh, I, I was talking to somebody at the combine on, I believe it was last Wednesday or Thursday. You know, the days all run together in India. They sure do. But I said right. something to the effect of, so this would be somebody who would, you know, likely be in the know. I said, boy, I sure hope this is resolved by the end of next week, uh, which is now this week. And that person right. said, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's earlier than that. So uh, now it could happen while we're talking right here yeah, on Monday afternoon. I got, my, I got my phone handy and I'm, <laughs> You know when I come on your show, Aaron, I don't usually – I'm a little overdressed, but I just got done doing uh, ESPN television, and I figured maybe I shouldn't take this off in case something does happen. So uh, wait, no, I, wait. I really You're telling me the suit coat's not for Cheesehead TV? This is upsetting. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I, do I, can't have, I do have jeans on. Underneath. Oh, there you they're, go. And they're not my best jeans. <laughs> uh, talking about Rodgers, clearly it hangs over the entire offseason, right? Like Brian Gutekunst – has done what he can do, essentially, up to this point. He joked, I think, somewhat, although there seemed to be a kernel of truth in there in his season-ending press conference about, we're probably going to restructure everybody. Well, they're almost there. I mean, yeah. I think the one that isn't officially done is Demo- uh, David Bakhtiari. Yeah. But I thought sure... you were Demofsky, my contract. I know, right? Your contract. It's, it's yeah, good Bakhtiari, to go. That'll be, he's got, I believe, $9.5 million roster bonus to like March 17th, so they still got a little bit of time there. But outside of those restructures, I mean, any true kind of re-signings or looking at the free agency uh, period, it's got to be on hold for this whole group until they know uh, essentially what, you know, Rodgers plans on doing. There are two more possible things they could do, and that's with the two guys that are in their fifth-year option, Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage. Just taking Savage, for example – I mean, I don't think they want him on their salary cap at seven point nine million this year. That would be, uh, you know, that would be difficult. Now, again, do you, do you restructure a guy who, you know, didn't play well last year? And if you're Darnell Savage, uh, you know, look, the, the, he was not overly happy with the way it's, it's two way street there. He didn't play well, right. but he wasn't no. overly happy either. But this just using that as, as an example. You know, Rashawn Gary, if he didn't have the ACL, he'd be the first guy that they would do an extension with again to get that number. Uh, lower and to lock up a good player and you got to think i mean the the gary thing will get done regardless yeah. i would i would guess like it's not a pressing thing because right. of the injury but uh if you if you were a betting man rob demosky and i'm not gonna ask percentages because we know the history here with percentages we don't want to go down that road but uh are you buying what's kind of out there right now it really seems from a few other outlets you know, guys who've covered the team for a long time have put out there the sense that the packers are I'm not going to say disgusted, but have are really ready to move on. It does kind of, I mean, if you really are able to kind of parse through the language that Brian yeah. used with us on, on yeah. Tuesday morning last week, sure feels like that. But yeah. do you, I mean, you obviously know a lot of yeah. people in that building. Is that the sense you get? Sometimes yes, sometimes <laughs> no. And, and, I, and I say right. that not trying to be funny. I, I, I will tell you this. Uh, when I was in Indy, you know, for the three or four days that I was down there, I would run into somebody with the team in a hallway or in a, believe it or not, in a, in a bar. Um, no, sir. And, and, and I would come away with that conversation thinking one thing, they're, let's just say, oh, they want to move on. Right. I'd see somebody else. I'd say, oh, boy, it sure sounds like they want them back. I'd see that person who told me, who, who <laughs> left me with the impression that they wanted to move on. Now right. he said, now he leaves me with the impression, I shouldn't say say, because it's all read between lines. Right. Like literally, I, I've talked, I talked to, 
let's say I talk to 10 people, but three of them I've talked to multiple times. Those people even changed my mind after talking to them <laughs> both ways. So I, I gotta be honest with you, Aaron. I, I could see. I don't think he'll retire, right? I think we're we're fairly. I mean, that's the least likely option. I'm not saying it's impossible, though. Well, considering it's the least likely option, he typically tends to do the the least likely thing. So maybe he will. I'm just saying. Exactly. Assuming he doesn't retire, um, and assuming he, well, here's the hard part. What if he wants to come back here, right? Yes. I'm in Green Bay. Green Bay. Yes. What if he wants to come back to the Packers? And they don't want it. Like it's it's easy to move on if he says, "Yeah, I want to be traded." Right? Okay, you, you get it done. And I, although I do think there's not as many. I mean, look, the uh, Raiders. I don't, I was told the Raiders don't want him. I think that actually had been reported out there somewhere last week. I know. Well, and Mike Silver put it in his column that dropped, I believe, last night. Okay. That both the 49ers and Raiders are kind of off the board. Yeah, look, we know the Jets are. I mean, Woody Johnson is desperate for relevancy. Right. Uh, I talked to some people out there that said, you know, he wants them bad. So, um, you know, but what if that's the only place? You know, exactly. What if, what, what if you know, and what if, well, I don't know, maybe who Carolina might want somebody? Yeah, but, I think the Panthers are a possibility, but that yeah. seems remote. Yeah, right? and, but but what if you know what if Rogers looks at them and say, well, they're you know they're not close to winning. Forget that. So right. I just think you know it could be. Not as simple as, uh, you know, he just says, all right, I want to I want to play somewhere else or they come to the mutual agreement that he's going to move on. It's not so simple, you know, like trades are hard to do under the best of circumstances. Right. And and I'm not sure, you know, where this would fall in terms of, you know, easiest or or hardest circumstances. Well, and what's crazy to me is I keep thinking back to that night couple years ago on draft night when the bombshell dropped about Aaron being unhappy and then we had the summer of discontent and now he's got I mean back then the Packers were basically groveling to get him back right making sure they could do anything and everything in their power to get him back in the building now he's got the bludgeon with that contract what's crazy to me is that thing kind of sits over the entire proceedings and I guess I don't know I mean I know most people like fans aren't on Twitter thinking about like roster bonuses and yeah, what, yeah. what the time period is that those have to be activated and things like that. But man, does he have control here or what? When in regards to what exactly what you're saying, if he says, I want to come back and play for the Packers, the Packers yeah. go, well, you know, we'd really like to move on to Jordan Love. Aaron has every bit of power to say, yeah. no, that's great, but I'm coming back and I'm playing. Yeah, I know there was part of the one report was that if he came back, he would have to be the backup. That's look, that's never up. happening. I can't up. believe that. I've heard that like now because I know it initiated in Bob's podcast yeah. with Tyler. I mean, that, that's and that's been ridiculous thing. I've that's heard. never going to happen so, in a million years. Right. right. So, that, you know, if he's here, he's a starter, obviously. Right? Yes. But that's just, right. that's just, let that just take that off the board. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. 
This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. Yeah, and look, I remember um, late in the year, I don't remember exactly which game it was this year, but it was one of the next, probably before late in the year. I'm going to say it was the last month of the season, even when they were winning. I talked to somebody, you know, kind of after a game in the organization. And even then, it was sort of like, you know, man, we we really should not have done the contract the way we did it. Um, And that was even when it looked like he was playing better. Uh, you know, uh, than, than he was during the losing streak. So sure. it was, a, you know, it's interesting how, and you put it great, they were groveling to get him back. Now they won't even be- commit to wanting him back at all. Like, and even yeah. even as the, the season unfolded, December 6th, Goody talked to us um, in the bye week. I said this on SportsCenter last week. He, he, he said, yeah, we want him back, right? But what's he going to say? You're in the middle of the season. <laughs> right. right. J- January 13th, uh, it was Friday after the season. I believe I asked the question, do, do you think Rogers still give, who gives you the better chance to win? And he said, well, you know, you're comparing the four-time MVP to a guy who's never started. Um, you know, basically, without saying it, he said he still thought Rogers gave him the, the best chance to win. Now, uh, you know, on whatever it was last Tuesday, right. uh, I mean, he was as noncommittal as you could be. Um, so it's it's definitely changed um, just, you know, in, over the last six weeks to a couple months. How much do you think his decision or whatever transpires from his decision is going to drive 
the construction of the roster because we've yeah. heard many times from Aaron about not wanting to be part of a rebuild. And I guess, you know, that word really is, you know, a bit subjective and it, it depends is. on your definition, but yeah. man, if they're jettisoning or allowing to walk guys yeah. like Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, big dog, things like that, and really taking a swing towards youth, this yeah. maybe is that their way of saying, great, okay, you can come back, but, Sure. We're going to go and maybe not rebuild, but we're certainly going in a different direction. Yeah, they can use that as a as a way. If they wanted out and he still wanted to play, they can say, yeah, look, um, sure, but we're not bringing any of your, your, your buddies back, right? I mean, that's possible. Yeah. Um, look, I think, you know, with, with guys, well, especially with Lazard, I would say, and, and probably Robert Tunyon, my sense is that they'll let those guys hit the market, see see what let them see what's out there. And, you know, look, maybe somebody will give – Alan Lazard, you know, Marquez Valdez, Scantling money. And if that's the case, you know, good luck. Thanks. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, but maybe they'll come back, you know, maybe, maybe those guys are back. So uh, yeah, that, that's, that's a factor, but um, look, if he's going to come back, you have to know that, I mean, it changes, right? Like, I mean, you know, you just, you're not going to get all of your guys. And, and I feel like that he sort of backed off that a little bit. Um, a little know, bit, on yeah. Yeah, because he he had mentioned it in the initial McAfee yeah. interview, and then the next week he was the like, well, you know, I'm not I'm really. Not standing on the table, yeah, right. I believe he used. Right. So he backed off that a little bit. A little bit, no doubt. Uh, Rob, real quick, before I let you go, Rob Domoski, ESPN, here on She Said TV, because he's an absolute legend, and that's what he does. Um, if they get to a point, like, say, Rogers is 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 says he's back, but he wants to play, but he acquiesces to a trade, right? There the the trade itself, I mean, doesn't completely constrict them, but it really changes kind of the the arithmetic when it comes to the salary cap. They have a lot less to work with. Do you think that will inform how Gutekunst goes about drafting? Meaning, does he lean more into some offensive skill players, some offensive linemen, just to kind of right. tilt the balance towards his young starting quarterback right. because he can't really go out and swing big in free agency right. if that's the case. Wouldn't it be funny if this if I, moved on and they finally drafted a receiver in the first round? So many people have like <laughs> mentioned this, and I'm like, I, I'm not going to be surprised if it happens. Uh, I, I, I vowed a couple of years ago that I would not pick a receiver in my mock draft first round until they actually take one, so I'm not – falling into it again but but <laughs> in all seriousness though you do have to surround love if you know if that's the way you go you got to surround him with the best you know that you can um you know i think you know bringing aaron jones back on a, on a pay cut obviously you know that that going back to your earlier point about making sure um rogers has guys I'm like aaron jones is one of his guys right so right. i mean they could have cut aaron jones and just moved on they it did. sounds like funnily enough it sounds like that was a more serious consideration than i had yeah. thought yeah, I mean, look, I remember uh, I just looked it up last week uh, when when he signed the four year deal. I remember I went back and looked at my story, and I said at the time, "This is really a two year deal." Two year deal, and right? They're going to have to either cut him or restructure it. Um, so, look, that that's one guy that you know, if you're Aaron Rodgers and you want to come back, yeah, that's a guy I need to win, you know. And and so you know, Aaron Jones helps him regardless of who the quarterback is. But yeah, I mean. You know, they've, they've invested so much defensively. Obviously, it's all been documented about how they disappointed, but the pieces are still there, right? <laughs> right, so, yep. Uh, including the defensive coordinator, but uh, that's... That's a whole other subject. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that one later in the offseason. Rob, I can't thank you enough for making a little time here. I know uh, time is tight and of the essence while we're all waiting with yep. bated breath for a decision from 12. Uh, Rob, thanks so much for joining me, man. 
You got it, buddy. It was good seeing you in India last week.